G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're chatting with my good buddy, Norm Duffin. He's been working as a chef with the King's Table Soup Kitchen for a number of years. He's got a powerful story of transformation and being set free. Welcome along, Norm. Tell us a bit of your background. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Sydney in 1949. I was born at Crown Street Women's Hospital. Uh, I grew up in Auburn, Parramatta, district until I was about 14 years of age. My father was a barber and my mother ended up being a theatre nurse at Parramatta Place Hospital in Sydney. Okay, so you're a Sydney boy. Did you have a religious upbringing at all? My mother was Catholic and my father was Protestant. The only way I could go to church with mum and my grandmother was that I had to attend Sunday school at the Church of England Church in Auburn. And then I'd go up to 10 o'clock mass with my grandmother, my mother and my grandfather and my two uncles. And uh, that was the most of my upbringing in religious circles. And, and tell well, us a bit about uh, your career. What did you do when you first finished school? I had a little bit of a problem with my father and my grandfathers. They all wanted me to be in their trade and... Uh, because consequently I didn't want to do any of that, so I joined the service. I went into the Royal Australian Navy in 1964 as a, what they call a boy's sailor, my apprenticeship. And, uh, of course, consequently, I wanted to be a marine diesel engineer. The chief petty officer in charge of careers turned around and said, oh, well, we've got plenty of that. We don't need any of them. We need cooks or stewards. And I said, well, what's the difference between a cook and a steward? He said, 10 shillings a week. I said, who gets the extra, I said, who gets the extra 10 shillings? He said, a cook. I said, well, I'm a cook. <laughs> That's how my career started in cooking. My career was very short-lived up until 19, the end of 1969 when I came back from Vietnam. Uh, the ship I happened to be on was happened to cop a shell from an American destroyer off the coast of Vietnam in 69 and of course four sailors lost their lives and about 32 other personnel were wounded in other capacities and everything else and of course I ended up with what they call post-traumatic stress and uh, I ended up having a altercation with a lieutenant which cost me my career and I was what they call dishonourable discharge from the service in 1970. Consequently, I ended up with a 
alcohol and drug problem. The worst part about it was I uh, I fueled that problem with resentments and hate for losing my career, self-loathing myself. In 1971, uh, I went off and uh, got involved with a bad crowd. And I stole a semi-trailer full of booze, drove it up out of Victoria through the inland of New South Wales and consequently I ended up in prison. How many years did you do in prison? Well, I only done 15 months, Matt, but uh, on all the charges, if they, the, the judge had a made it concurrent, uh, to run concurrent, I only done 15 months, but if he had a made it to run accumulative, it would have been seven and a half years. I think after all the all the scotch and everything they got off the back of the, the truck that I stole, might have wet the way for me for an easy slide out of prison. After that, uh, I turned my life to cooking and drinking and drugging and travelling all over the countryside. Some from Cooktown to Broome. I was on the back of a Harley Davidson and I ended up riding the motorcycle gang for about four years and ended up in more trouble than speed good. I know you went through a time when when life really spiralled downhill and, and, you know, you've had these addictions for many years. Tell us about the turning point. Uh, How how did you come to Christ? Well, in 96, I got out of prison. and I met up with a bloke I'd met in Toowoomba in 92. We became good friends, but the drinking and the drugging didn't stop till 99. I had a couple of heart attacks from 96 right through to 99. In July 99, I had heart attack number five and uh, I got out of Toowoomba Base Hospital and I went home and Ram McKenzie was sitting on his chair outside his unit. He said, come on. He said, I want you to come to church. He said, you've done everything else, but try, try the best. And I said, oh, I'm not going tomorrow. And he said, no, I want you to come next sun- Sunday. Which I said, yeah, I'll come. And he said, promise me. And he said, go over there and swear on your Harley. And I said, what? He said, I know if you make a promise, you'll keep it. So put your hand on your bike and swear on it. But if you do not turn attend church, the following Sunday, you will sell the bike and the proceeds will be given to the church. And I said, yeah, brother. I went over and made the promise. And consequently, I went went to the pub and got drunk. <laughs> and then the following Sunday, I got up and I went to church. It was Westside Presbyterian Church in West Street. And they had a group of American players and sketch players and everything performing and a little bloke by the name of Ben Cullens got up on the stage and he done my life story from the time I was 10 year old right up until that very weekend before I'm sitting there and I said Ram McKenzie you told this about me you told him you told him all my little dirty secrets and everything else and at the end I was standing out and Ben come over and he said, how are you going? I said, I said that grey old bugger over there told you my life story, didn't he? And he said, no, nope, never met the man.
course, I am master. And he said, no. And I said, well, how did you come to tell my life story from the time I was 10 year old right up until last week when I had it, had another heart attack? He said, the good Lord told me. I said, well, <laughs> the few things I'm up under my breath, I will not say I'm, I'm Christian now, yeah, Matt, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they weren't polite. And uh, consequently, I proved my leg over my bike and I rode off and went and got drunk. Van came home that afternoon, I was, and I'm sitting at, out the front of my place, and uh, I said, You told him about me. He said, Norm, he said, I've never told that. I've never told your story. And I said, oh. He said, Look, he said, next Saturday at Fairhome College, they're doing the whole show. Do you want to go? And I said, Oh, probably, probably not. Anyway, I thought I, I turned up, and I'm sitting in the very last seat, right next to the back door, so I can get out real quick. I watched the whole show, and uh, at the end of the show, he said, uh, "Does anybody want to make a commitment to to Christ?" Next thing, I got my hand up in the air. Uh, next thing, Ben's down there, and he, he, he's with me. He said, G'day, Norm, how you going? And I said, I'm sorry. I'm absolutely sorry. Please help me. He said, good. We'll do, hey, we'll do this in his prayer. And he led me to Christ. And that's how I came to Christ on the 26th of July, 1999. Wow, what, uh, an, what an amazing story of conversion. And tell me how your life changed after that. It was a, what you call a great uh, conversion. I, the, the, the cocaine and the marijuana and all those uh, drugs stopped. But I had a crutch, Matt. I used alcohol to prop me up in this time. I was still dealing in drugs, but I wasn't using them. This is how it runs into me meeting my darling wife of now 16 odd years. It's through my drug dealing in Toowoomba. And uh, consequently, we went off and lived together in 2004. We got married in 2005. And young Isaiah, uh, my youngest boy, he was born in 2006 in August. A bit over 12 months later, as they say, the proverbial hit the fan. I've been drinking bourbon and scotch and beer and wine and all that sort of stuff. And the good Lord hit me with the conviction that I had to give up. I couldn't handle it. I tried suicide. And uh, on the 22nd of November 2007, I... My darling wife found me on the ground room floor of our unit, and uh, consequently I was in Toowoomba Bay's hospital where my stomach was pumped and all that yucky stuff they give you to make you sick. About 3.30 in the morning, I said four words, God, please help me. And the security guard and the police officer at the end of the bed who was guarding me so I couldn't. Try another attempt at suicide. Said there's no such thing. 
And I said, well, I believe there is. And away it went. And uh, since the 23rd of November 2007, I had not had a drink. And since the 26th of July, I had not used cocaine or marijuana or LSD or speed or any of those other amphetamines. I've been clean. Well, it's been wonderful to hear about the transformation. You know, and it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. You've been clean and dry for all these years now. And you've been helping out at the King's Table Soup Kitchen as the chef there uh, for many years now. Uh, you've seen a lot of people come and go with addictions, and mm. one of the good things about you, Norm, is that you've been a great example to all these other people. And said, "Look, I, I got set free, uh, and yeah. you ain't perfect, but you uh, know, you know, you're forgiven." And uh, tell us a bit about why you've you've felt to start serving in that area, helping out with the soup kitchen. That God's plan for you is not to be questioned. I, I listen to you and. Karen on Vision Radio back in the 2010, 2000. And uh, Liz and I met you at uh, Easter Fest in Toowoomba. I think it was about 2011 you were up there, I'm not sure. And, of course, we consequently moved to Brisbane and we couldn't find a church that measured up to what we'd been at in Toowoomba. So... Time, time frame wise. So we came over to New Hope Church at Kelvin Grad, which wasn't it was about a twenty-nine minute train ride from Dara to Kelvin Grad, and consequently we started Phillips shipping at New Hope Church, and uh, I, I got to meet the uh, Christians. Jerry Stanley, who was running King's Kitchen at the time, and he said, what do you do for a living? And I said, I don't do anything, I'm retired. And they said, well, what did you do before you retired? And I said, I was a chef at uh, Picnic Point in, to- in Toowoomba. And they said, guess what we need, someone that knows how to cook. And I said, well, you must know how to cook. And she said, yeah, but I don't know how to cook in bulk, how to feed a multitude of many a housewife cook and of course consequently that's when it started five, a bit over five and a half years ago now to be, I started cooking with uh, Sherry Stanley and the volunteers of New Hope Care and, Well I know it's been an amazing season and uh, you know through COVID you know hundreds and hundreds of meals would go out every week and many people not only got physical food but spiritual food as well. And I know you've shared your testimony, and you know it's been so good to hear how God's transformed your life. Hopefully, others will be inspired uh, to come to Christ the same way uh, you made that commitment many years ago. And here you are, clean and dry, married, on the right track. And not only that, but you're helping others uh, with with your, your Amazing work you're doing. Well, Norm, our time's almost up, but I just wanted to say it's been so good to hear your story today. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Matt. And uh, anybody out there who hears this message, I can feed you physically, but there's only one I can feed you spiritually, and that's Jesus. 
get Jesus in your life and you will have a life. Thanks, Matt, for uh, this interview and allowing me to share what God has done in my life. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.